Oh, for Hillary Clinton. <laughs> just out here and Joker smile though. In Cedar Rapids. Just chilling in chillin Cedar Rapids. Cedar Rapids. Pokemon Go. Why want you to Pokemon, Pokemon Go, go to, to the, the polls? <laughs> Hillary. She's the best. Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, those Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 86 No Filter Podcast. I hope wherever you are listening to this right now, that it's uh, a great day that you're enjoying, or it's a cloudy day that you're going to turn into a bright, sunshiny day with your personality. It's going to be one of those wow. days. It's going to be one of those days. For I don't know what I just said. Are we a kid's show? <laughs> and uh, love thy neighbor. And Jesus, all right. Let's pick up your room. <laughs> thank thy mother for that dinner that she has okay, blessed wow. to your table. All right, The Kyle, word Kyle. thy is just creeping me yeah. out. <laughs> we got to get a stop sign for Kyle. <laughs> uh, it does not exist. I'm a California stop. I just roll right through it. There you go. Wow. Hey. That's good. Hey. That was good. That was good. I'll give you I recovered. There we go. Uh, anyway, my name is Kyle Metz. I'm Sam Weiner. Daniel Botello. <laughs> I'm Nate Miller. Hey. <laughs> and together. <laughs> With our powers combined. The Pod Boys. So. So. Botello's back from his Botello's tour. Back from his tour. Back, back in back. action. Welcome back, Bots. Thanks, man. Give us the, uh, I know you got a big, big catch-up load for us. I was going to say, so. I was like, I don't even, I don't know if I would that on the really button. open up the can of worms because this catch-up would be a long time. A long segment, but um, yeah, let's say, not do that. Give us the brief. But <laughs> <laughs> obviously, I'm not going to recap my entire cool, trip. Cool, cool. Um, All right, it's very good to be back. Um, I've been listening to the episodes on Spotify, and it was very nice. To have you been to spreading the gospel? Of course, nice. I actually have. I dude, I I did a lot. I drank a lot of craft beer over the past month uh, in a lot of different states. I got drunk in a lot of different states. Let's put it that way. Um, yeah, and I met some really cool dude. Found some really really cool breweries, um, in, in place like not just like in places like Denver and Portland, like all over the place. I think yeah. one of my favorite breweries I went to is in East Nashville. Um, shout out to East Nashville Brewery Works. Um, shout out. But yeah, uh, it's really good to be back. Um, a lot of crazy stories. Um, but in terms of like this podcast, um, a lot of really cool restaurants and breweries and bars and bartenders and servers and really cool conversations about the podcast about the industry um and it's kind of that weird thing where it's like you gain a different perspective and you're like oh it's so different how they do things here but also it's always still a little bit of the same you yeah. know what i mean um yeah uh but it was a really good trip played a lot of great tunes met a lot of really 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 cool people had some really great experiences and it's gonna be back uh drinking a beer and doing this podcast so yeah, um, like I said, just excited to be back and got some fresh topics today. But uh, like I said, I don't want to. <laughs> <Didn't talk laughs> like, yeah. if, if I start I talking about it, I'm just gonna tell like, story after story after like story. Like a mini pot or something. I'm hey like, man, that'd be, sure. be great. Yeah. When you said uh, when Sam was like, "Did you spread the the gospel?" <laughs> yeah. I remember when I went on a road trip across America a few years ago with my sketch comedy group. We all downloaded Tinder, and we would just match with people on Tinder. 
and we'd be like, hey, and they'd be like, hey, and we'd be like, go follow our sketch comedy like, group. Not, right. for, not for the romance, not, not for, not for romance, just, just for the plug. Yeah. Yeah. I thought about doing that, but. I didn't. But yeah, sexually did. transmitted marketing. Um, I could just tell you it didn't work. Yeah, <laughs> I'm here right now. Other people have to swipe right. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Oh wow. Damn. <laughs> uh, anyway, I'm doing good. Um, my ketchup is nice and fresh. Um, it's very happy ketchup. Very tasty ketchup. Um, sure it is. Uh, I'm super stoked. Um, off life right now. Things are going well. Uh, getting a lot of serving shifts, which is cool, and making that money. And my rent is still so cheap that I'm like, I don't even know. I feel like Mr. Moneybags. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, someone's going to rob me at any moment. Cool, bro. So you're buying lunch. I'm buying lunch, yeah. You better save um, that. But yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. I got to fix up my car. My car, she's dying. So I got yeah. to put some money into her that I'm very excited to do. Um, yeah, exactly. Thank That's you. That's really cool. Sam, how you feeling? Tell um, us about this ketchup of yours. Good. Um, definitely work is, yeah, there's been a lot of shifts to go around. I'm like less stoked on that, but it's just cause I'm very lazy. Um, but yeah, I worked a lot last week. Um, but excited. We have our softball tournament coming up. So that's yeah. been fun. I know, you know, Kyle, Patella, you guys are in there. Yep. Uh, that's going to be really exciting. And then right after that, my, uh, my friend, uh, just got back from deployment. He was in Qatar. It's kind of like Damn. randomly. I like, I think he was like training security forces, but, uh, he just got back, and a bunch of us are, are going to a cabin in Tahoe. So Sweet. it's a little bit of like, it's not so much like my le- life this past week, but like next week. I'm very excited for it. Yeah. yeah. Go oh, back yeah. to the bay. Back to the yay. Yeah, yeah, cabin yeah. in the woods, baby. So, Nate. How you doing, brother? Chilling. Doing all right. Same same as you. I've been working a lot. It's been, yeah. it's been getting busy. Yeah. So that's good. Just trying Spring to stay break. focused on that. Yeah, Spring finally, we finally Spring made Spring. it through that slow season, man. Yeah, yeah I sure came back at the perfect. I timed it perfectly. Yeah, came back, and it's like, yeah. oh shit, people no are joke. here now. Yeah, and then we got all all of our new shit going on at work. So yes. yeah, I'm sure. It yes, will. We'll it'll, it'll come up. Yeah, yeah come I'm up. sure it will. But yeah, I'm doing good. Con- good. All things considered. Sweet, you're wearing cool. a bright yellow shirt, and I feel like it matches your your uh, sunny disposition. Your sunny disposition today. The, sure. the sunniest that you're gonna get. <laughs> I'll take that. <laughs> it matches my sunny that. intro. Sure. Thank you. Okay. Everything's not about you, Kyle. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Kyle's still here. Everybody. Speaking of Kyle's things world, not about Kyle. Yes. Uh, of course, as always, we have a very special guest with us this yes, week. We yes, do. we do. Uh, somebody who I think is very near and dear to all of us here. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Somebody Retweet. who not only is someone who is a great person to work with, but also just a really great, genuine friend to have. Uh, and that is Kelly Moore. Kelly hey. Moore. Hey. What's up, Kelly? Hello. You can Hello. talk now. Oh, yeah. thank goodness. Thanks for being <laughs> quiet. While I had talk so about many yourself. Kyle comments that whole time, and I was just, oh, I haven't been introduced. Uh, I have a bunch of Kyle comments, too. Okay, we get it. <laughs> I was really impressed, actually. With I don't think I've ever seen you be that quiet. Oh, it was <laughs> honestly really difficult. Thank you for your uh, Her face was like turning blue. She was about to pass out. Uh, how are you, Kelly? Oh, you know. You been good? I, there's a lot of transition happening right now that we'll get into, I'm sure, during yeah, the podcast. Yeah, I feel like for all of us. Like and, you know, yeah. spring. Got it. <laughs> spring is here. That was a high five for our audience. <laughs> <laughs> what else would be? Just so that they, you know. Might I just say that was a solid high five. It was yeah. It was a pretty good one. Yeah. We've known each other a long time. Yeah, it's fine. Do you, do, you, do, you, do you know the high five technique? You look at the elbow. Yeah. Bro, okay. come on. Oh, yeah. Some people are casuals. <laughs> I love telling people that, though, because they act like like you've blown their mind when they don't actually know about that. 
Like who are you telling? That's what I was. Yeah. That's what I was <laughs> looking for. Who <laughs> are? <laughs> I was looking for that mind. What? No. And then they immediately go for high five. That's really the, the reason why you do it. It's so not five. You get, five you get another high yeah, five. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's um, eight year olds. So, anyways, <laughs> Kelly, uh, do you wanna do you wanna kind of give us a brief kind of an intro of how you got into the industry, your background? Yeah. Um, well, my mom and her best friend opened a restaurant when I was nine years old. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Kind of just outside of um, my hometown in Texas. I'm from San Antonio, but it's just outside. It was a small like breakfast lunch place. And so I washed dishes because, uh, you know, my mom was like, I just you're coming now. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm too painfully ADHD to sit still. So she put me to work, which was great. There you go. Uh, I feel like dishwashing is a good ADHD. Yeah. It's amazing. Of, it's, you're stacking I, like shapes. You're getting rid of mess. It's a very yeah, kind of it's like, therapeutic. It's keeps you busy. Yep. Like, yeah, there's yeah. a structure to it. I mean, Especially yeah. at nine years old when your parents are typically controlling like the radio stations and stuff when they're like, you have full reign of your music back here. You're like, mm. I'm yeah. the queen of the universe. Yeah. So, so what were you listening to? What, oh, would it, what would it have been back then? I mean, well, the censored albums of Blink-182. <laughs> <laughs> Still counts. Yeah. Oh, totally. Uh, yeah. You were a true fan because you were struggling. Yeah. You were struggling through those those uh, bleeped out versions. You of know, them. they just, the they angst. don't even bleep it at that point. They just go, oh. Uh. <laughs> I remember, I'm going to get in trouble for this because both my parents listened, but I remember playing my parents against each other when they, when they got divorced <laughs> with specifically when the Outkast double album came out. Mm. Uh-huh. So when I first got it, my dad got it for me. You know, he's a musician. He understands artistic freedom. Sure. I, he's also really strict, so I would never curse in front of him anyways. So he's like, here, explicit version, you know, be your own. Right. Uh, I'm a, who am the, I? To, this right? is the way the music I ended up, you know, I lived in a, I, I, this is when I was going to Pacoima Middle School. A little bit sketchy. I'm out with my Walkman. Somebody jacked my CD. No. <laughs> no. My mom is like, oh, okay, I'll get you another one. We go to Target. Boom! Clean version. No, oh. you're like, and once you unacceptable, have it, you can't go back, bro. unacceptable. <laughs> yeah. So then, air quotes, something happened uh, to no. that one too. <laughs> so my dad was like, "Oh, don't worry, I'll get you." And got me another one. Yeah, gang, explicit gang. <laughs> I will say, I will say, and this is a total tangent, but I in the late '90s and and, and 2000s, the amount of creativity that went into clean albums, hmm. there was some like really dope, like when they would just use, like I don't like. When they just like not even bleep it, but, like what you were saying, they just cut out the the sound. Like that's so lazy. Like I want some like kitten noises instead. They say instead of them <laughs> saying pussy. Overdubs, or, like, yeah, yeah. Like there was some like hilarious. That's, that's a good example. Dubs. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Ludacris um, had some really yeah. creative. Like, was, yeah, a lot of that. Like Nelly too. Like yeah. there was a lot of people uh, that that like got that had a lot of fun with it. So anyway, in sync. That's what I listen to. <laughs> so, yeah, but like you were saying, you were you were washing dishes, listening to Blink One Eight Two. Oh yeah, so uh, I did that, and then um, I hosted as well. I kind of, and then um, they moved to a different store, so I started doing more line prep. Um, so I worked in the kitchen for a while as well as hosting, and. Uh, when I got my first outside of my family restaurant at 16 at a pizza place, 
uh, I had seven years experience (laughs) (laughs) and uh, I was like, wait, do you want my legal resume or my under the table, my actual skill set resume? I own all of you. (laughs) (laughs) I am still queen of the universe. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I've just been in the industry for a really long time. I mean, you leave the industry for a while only to get sucked back in. And uh, so it's been about 20 years in um, restaurant life and I'm currently... um, the assistant general manager of a pizza place in Silver Lake. Yeah, nice. it's great. Very nice. We went there. Yeah. For That's good pizza. Did all of us go there? Oh, yes. No, three of us. I, you, I did you go could, No, I had to go to my internship. That's right. You guys went right, right after. Um, we yeah, we went right after a podcast one day. One day and tasty pizza, opening. tasty beers. Tasty pizza, tasty beers. A healthy lot of pizza. Beers, yeah. Healthy pizza, yeah. Healthy pizza. Okay. Yeah. Healthy. Yeah. It's pizza. It's pizza that still tastes good. Vegan isn't healthy all the time. Especially when you're like making like cheese out of cashews and it's like, oh, so it's just like. Is it vegan? You didn't know their pizza's vegan? I had like not a, all of the pizzas. Uh, do you have, yeah, a, yeah, do you have yeah, a thing yeah. against vegans? No, I don't. But I had oh. like a barbecue chicken <laughs> pizza. So barbecue That's vegan chicken. chicken. A lot of people think I that mean, you can stay. Look, I, as long as it's good, that's all I care about. I'm yeah. not trying to eat tofu because it's gross. But if you get like, I haven't tried the Impossible Burger yet. But from what I hear, it's good. It's pretty good. It's really good. So as long as it tastes Apparently, good, that's at, all I care about. One of the most recent like uh, Las Vegas like technology expos, they had the Impossible Burger 2.0. And it was making vegetarians throw up because it tasted so much. Why was it at the technology? Because it's like, well, I've also, it's crazy. That's That's fucking dope. I had a table that ordered the the impossible beyond burger and then she's like, how am I supposed to eat this? It's like, it's just like meat. I'm like, but it's not. And she's like, no, but it looks like meat and it tastes like meat. And I'm like, well, that's, the point that's she's the like point. but but i don't like eating meat and i'm like what do you want from me that's why, did you, that's why, why did, did you order are you here portab- for the plants or not <laughs> yeah do you just want a portobello mushroom then on a fucking bun like what the fuck that's what uh you, you say that like it's a ridiculous thing no i'm saying like in that scenario like she's like well it looks like meat he's right like, it's not she's like, yeah. yeah but i don't like eating meat and he's like yeah. it's not it's meat though. Like, but it looks like it okay so what do you why want you, you want a plate a of burger? vegetables in between two hamburger buns like she what are you looking for patty is what she wanted i just don't get it i don't understand those are gross listen it's a it's an amazing time where you can be <laughs> what a time to be alive <laughs> a vegetarian or a vegan and get horribly fat still right. on that yeah, diet yeah. and i just really God appreciate that yeah, God. Dedication to science and to plants. Because goddamn, America is like we got to figure out a way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have to, to marry our like crazy far left vegans, yeah. but we still got to get them fat. Because yeah. otherwise, got to do it. You know, they're just make sitting in an office racking their minds. Yeah. How are we gonna do this? <laughs> no, they're making cheese out of making cheese out of nuts. We'll, yeah. we'll do. I had a little girl on my table that uh, after I taught her how to high five. Elbows. Yeah, elbows, of course. Um, she uh, she didn't want a Beyond Burger too because she was like, I don't like the taste of meat, and I was like, Damn, it doesn't even taste like. That's it, weird. Because she's so like young. Meat. It does. It yeah. tastes like a Beyond Burger. I feel like it's that's like, like a learned thing. To me, to me, it was like the I used to grow up with this girl that didn't like the taste of water, and I was like, Well, then you're just gonna you're die. Gonna die. <laughs> yeah, I was like, Good luck. <laughs> I used to be like that too, like. Not that I didn't like the taste of water, but then like tastelessness was like, why am well, I, I going to drink this so one? I guess, yeah. I saw a great tweet that was like, when I was really young, I thought that coffee was an adult drink. And as I grew up, I thought alcohol was an adult drink. But now that I'm grown up, I realize yeah. the real adult drink is water. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's kind of true. And like, I, that kind of makes sense because like, like you made a good point about the tastelessness. And that makes me think of like, well, yeah, like when you're a little kid, 
you don't want that tastelessness when your other alternatives are like you're constantly drinking like fucking Capri Sun and Kool-Aid. juice and fucking yeah. soda all the time. You're like, why do I want to drink this shit? Give me yeah. a fucking, give me a Pepsi, you know? Well, now there's a water sommeliers. I'm literally not joking. Get out of here. <sighs> yeah, there's a guy that specializes I mean, different. in uh, yeah. different water types and he grades them and pairs them. I'm not joking. He pairs them. What? You're talking I'm, to a guy who's my dad when I grew up only drank Evian water. So, so he's a, he's picky. There's a difference, but is that a does, taste yeah, thing does, or is that a brand thing? Is that like taste thing? Mm, mm. And some brand loyalty. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure <laughs> it's, it's baked in there somewhere. Shout out too. to Evian. We still need sponsors. I get, confused. <laughs> <laughs> I get confused when I go to Ready the store and, and I'm like, like there's a bunch of different waters. There's smart water and there's this, like life water kind of thing too that says it has electrolytes in it mm-hmm. and it also shows like a base to acidic scale on the back of the it ph yeah the ph yeah. scale yeah and it's like this is what water normally is this is what ours is and it was like a little bit more acidic and i was like that's kind of weird that that's bad, bad. Yeah, yeah. Don't like, that. yeah i was like what you want to drink alkaline water which is more base yeah acidic. well this water was like yeah. 50 cents so base. i get it I now water. i do i do drink alkaline water not like I'm not crazy about it. Like I don't have like a filter, but usually if I buy a bottle of water, I'm buying a, a low pH bottle of water just cause it is, it is good for you. It's not going to cure pH cancer. Like aesthetic. some people will try to tell you, but higher pH. High pH I sorry. usually don't give a shit cause I, f- I feel like if I'm drinking water period, no matter yeah. what, no matter what water I'm drinking, <laughs> it's better than You're doing what good. I was about to grab. Yeah. That's true. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, enough anyway, about water. About water. Yeah. water <laughs> talk. 2K19. Shout out uh, to water. We need sponsors. As you were saying, <laughs> Kelly, you, you've been in the industry for 20 years, which is uh, enough time to kind of s- spend a lot of times uh, to run this podcast. Dreaming about. <laughs> <laughs> You're all fired. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Thinking and dreaming about kind of like what you would do in like the kind of perfect scenario. Mm-hmm. And so for our first round, for our first topic. First round, baby. First round. Let's uh, get it. Ooh. We want to kind of get into, you know, what. It's just kind of a discussion about what our dream restaurant, our dream, you know, bar, whatever that looks like, whatever. Dream team. How, how do we make that? Yeah. What, what does that include? Like? Yeah. yeah. Uh, for me, I feel like, cause, um, I've had a dream to open several restaurants in Los Angeles, especially. Um, but I think the biggest thing that I would love to see are restaurants that are catered to neighborhoods and their needs. Cool. Um, more so than what's trendy and whatnot. Cause I mean, I live in Echo Park. I know Sam, you live Yay. over in that area and, uh, what's, it's so catered to my age group of like the. 20s that yeah 20s 30s millennial that's disposable income probably haven't settled down so much yet what's a disposable income yeah i don't know it's it's money that you spend on feeding yourself apparently ah right (laughs) but uh uh, yeah but a a huge missed opportunity in that neighborhood is there's at least three elementary and middle schools in that small area and no one's catering to families anymore yeah you know there's no like kids meals and like fun like play areas for them or places where it's safe and fun for families to go all out together. And let's be real. It's all walking distance. So parents, I see you come get a little bit drunk and then walk home with your kids and be safe about it. That's like the goal and the dream for uh, that area. And and I mean, that's all around Los Angeles. There's so many different neighborhoods that have needs that can be provided mm-hmm. in a restaurant. But you, uh, scenario. And you specifically, like you've lived in Echo Park for a while too now. Like, yeah. What, like five years, six years. Yeah. Five, um, five. And so like, that makes sense that you, you know, that area really well and you've seen, you know, kind of the entire area. You, I know you have your spots as like a, 
customer that you like to go to and now you're working in a spot down there so you have you kind of have like a a all-encompassing sort of perspective on that so that makes sense that you kind of can see the other side and you can see what's lacking because it's really like that area specific like you said is like very easy to go like oh dude new cool bars popping up or new cool brew pubs popping up but yeah they don't really there's nothing that like someone with even even someone that is still our age that has kids would go oh I can take my kid there you know it'd be way more I feel like it'd be way more uh normal for them to be okay well let's get someone to watch the kid while we go out for a few drinks or whatever you know well that's exactly it and you know there's been so much time catering to um young people with no children that it's wiping out all of these family friendly places but those people are going to have kids and you yeah. know, that's... Oh. Are they? <laughs> Hopefully not. There's too many people. In their <laughs> 40s with a lot of science. <laughs> I, have, uh, I don't I really know the numbers on this, but uh, I mean, speaking from my own experience and people that I know, like I, a lot of people in our generation are having kids, but if they are, they're having them later. And sure. I feel like they're having less kids than... I just feel like in general, we're having less kids because we we don't have the money. We like, we, <laughs> right? we, yeah. we're sure. just not in the same situation that you know, the previous generation was. Yeah, I think, well, I think part of it is like demographically too, like on the coasts, you know, like if, in cities that skew a little bit more liberal, there's a tendency to put like work over, or in your career or whatever, advancement over, over family. family, whereas like in other other uh, places that, that are a little bit more, more about community. But I was just going to say anecdotally, uh, one of my really good friends in LA just announced with him and his girlfriend that she's pregnant. And everyone was like, "What?" And they're they're they're, they're all right. And like they're you know they're they're living in sin, but they're very much in love. <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah, God it was, bless them. Yeah, it, like, like, it, it came out and it was like, oh my god! Like it was a huge kind of you know because I'm just getting used to the fact that a lot of my peers are getting married, or not even a lot, but like people I know very close right. are getting married, yeah. Yeah. and they like skipped that. St- and I was just like, whoa! Oh, so, they're not even married. I don't know. That's what living in sin means. That means they're living together. A bastard child. Yeah. Wait, what did you no, think? What Kyle, did you think you don't living know what in any sin of these meant? terms mean? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't, I didn't know. I just yeah. thought. Are you even old enough to living be on this sin. podcast, <laughs> Kyle? Barely. I thought the living in sin was like how I'm like, yeah, I'm never gonna date someone ever. He's again. here to keep well, us how relevant is that a sin yeah. to the youth. Mm. No, no, no. How it's, is what a sin? How is that so a he does sin? The hashtags. No, no, no. That they're living a sin for dating someone oh my god guys to me that's a sin to date someone ever again he's just lost i'm starting to regret that because even with the youth stuff he's like he's like not a cool youth so like (laughs) we're not even keeping up with that demo i'm very tired Uh, so you know what a cool youth says there doesn't say i'm I'm a cool cool youth youth. (laughs) (laughs) i'm a cool cool dude i'm so hashtag Fortnite guys (laughs) it's lit crazy in here i'm just chilling in cedar rapids just chilling in cedar rapids Pokemon Go stop, to Echo stop, Park stop, with the families. Stop, stop. Did this bit. stop. I said to Echo Park with the families. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kelly, I was anyway. wondering, what would you call your dream restaurant? Um, if you want to throw it out there, because I was yeah. thinking we're going to get oh, on this topic because I have things too. And I was like, oh, wait, I don't want someone to steal my fucking idea. Yeah, I mean. I'll go first because I'm never going to act on this. And that's <laughs> also kind of crazy because I was thinking about this the other day while I was at karaoke. Mm. I want to do what's essentially like a small to medium bar with like a little venue stage. But instead of karaoke, it's like rock band. So there's like a, there's like an electronic drum set and like, you know, the rock band bass and and then a mic stand. So you can get a full band of your friends up and you kind of like book it out for the night or something or something along those lines. I feel like you could do it. 
You could do it like karaoke, I feel. Yeah, you do karaoke. Make sure you try to get there. Or even yeah, 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 yeah. Then you can encourage people yeah. to be like, hey, like, I want to sing, you know. Right. And you living on a prayer and I need a drummer. Pe- like, yeah. who's like, oh, yeah. Keep going, you know? Yeah, that yeah. would be great to get people to yeah. kind of like intermingle. I yeah. like that. Cool. I'm writing this down. I did just think of another thing, though, is like, if we do say something and then someone just steal our idea, like, we have it. You have on a record yeah. that it started here, so well, maybe yeah, we're and there's safe? absolutely well. nothing wrong than than hearing an idea someone had on a podcast and acting on it and making money off of it. I was so. about to say I would I would you, go. We're not, if, this is no TMCR yeah. right here. Yeah, <laughs> if somebody, if there is some super wealthy investor that hears this and wants to go and do it with a team of professionals. I'll still go to the place (laughs) and I'll be signing up. You're on drums. I'm on vocals. (laughs) (laughs) Also, thanks for listening. (laughs) Exactly. Thank you so much for sponsoring us when you get your bar. Exactly. (laughs) Just let us do a podcast night event there and and we'll call it square. We're going to hit it big. Don't worry. I mean, I've always uh, had a dream to open a like a a subway style uh, restaurant bar in West Hollywood, um, but it's potatoes based. And so uh, it's all like you choose your starch, like your tater tots, your fries, your baked potato. potato. Mm -hmm. And then you like top it off and whatnot. And um, I wanted to call it Carbra Fry Stand. (laughs) Kelly Moore, everybody. (laughs) Welcome to the podcast. So if someone opens that, I'll be there I love it. Yeah, Did I do want to say no play. puns before we started. No, no we, we forgot to. We, oh, uh, see, you should have made that disclaimer beforehand. Too late. Too late. There are definitely puns. Too uh, I do want to throw something to you because I don't feel like like if someone if someone stole this idea, I feel like multiple places would, and I feel like it would be better for all of us. One of my favorite things that you and I ever talked about about like your perspective bar or restaurant that you wanted to open was the politeness discount. Oh, yes. Do you want to tell that idea? Yeah, and I think, think, uh, honestly, everyone take it because it needs to just happen. It needs to spread. This one needs to be picked up. Um, But there would be, at any bar restaurant I own, there'd be a, um, like politeness discount where if you use your manners and say please and thank you um any of the staff can throw on this 10 percent discount that's like you're a good human mm-hmm. i like so, that. so and i really i really enjoy that's really, rewarding that's awesome. that yeah because you, know? you can't really i mean i don't think really any bar or restaurant would ever really be able to get away with like a a rudeness a, like a rudeness yeah. surcharge or something like that like that's fucking illegal you know what yeah. I mean? but so how do you combat that kind of flip it on its head like if you just sit down and if you're whoever bartender server goes like, Hey, how's it going today? And you don't go, can I get two diet Pepsis? And you go like, it's going really good. How are you going? Thanks for asking like that type of shit. And like, leave it up to their discretion or manager discretion or whatever. And be like, dude, knock, knock 10% off their bill. Usually what I do if I have like a kid's table that where like the kids are really nice is I'll go to my manager and I'll say like, can I give them like a free scoop of ice cream or whatever and say like, Hey, this is for, Having really good manners, I appreciate you raising your kids right. Yeah. It's like that that I especially want to reinforce because along the same lines. I mean, truly, moral of the story, the brainchild of it when we were talking was uh, nobody has manners these days. And yeah. so if I have to use booze and discounts <laughs> in order to make yeah. people nicer, I'm going to do You're that. You're still going to be reinforcing positively that positive uh, interaction. You're going to positively... Positively... Pos- Reinforce that. Reinforce positive. the positive action. Nice. Thanks, Kyle. Um, You're welcome. I, I, at the risk of possibly getting in trouble at our job, I have also done the thing. I, maybe you guys have too. Where like, uh, if I, I do it more when I'm bartending, but if I have a, a couple or a person or whatever group of people that are really, really nice, really polite, have a lot of fun hanging out with them, um, and then I drop their bill, I'm really, I'm actually really nervous about getting in trouble for this. Um, I'll, I'll look at them at the place we work there's like a term we use for a common discount, right? Yeah. So I'll look at them and I go, oh, are you 
like a an employee or are you like a whatever a local and they go oh no we're not and i look at them and i go are you an employee or like a local? And they go, Oh, oh yeah. God. And they go, cool. I'll be right back with that discount. And then I go and tell my manager and I get them a discount, which is like 10%. And like, we don't do it on like happy hour. Like, you know, there it's, it's a, you know, it's not like a blanket 10% on like huge checks. So it's not like I'm giving them, you know, yeah. $20 off their bill. It's yeah. like a couple bucks, Yeah, but it's still like, a you know, some change it's either that or, you know, like we, you know, like as bartenders, we get like our, uh, comp beers, Comps, you know, that yeah. kind of shit. Um, I've done that a couple times if I have like a table that's really nice and they ask for like a military discount or something. Sure, that we don't yeah, because do. we don't have like an official yeah. one. Yeah, so then this I'll is do the first place I've ever worked where we, I we haven't had a military discount. You know I mean, why that is? That. Why? Because you lived in San Diego. San Diego oh, is a yeah. huge yeah, military town. I was about to say I'm from San Antonio, which is a huge yeah. like Air Force base, and yeah. so everywhere growing Everybody. up has had a military discount. Yeah. L.A. is so the closest thing to us is like Camp Pendleton, which is almost san diego basically. yeah it's yeah. like an yeah. hour and a half two hours yeah. away but it's crazy to me yeah California. that we don't but do sometimes it. i've sometimes i've done that use that and for a military discount like because when you ask someone for if you id someone and they show you military right ID, right you know and then and then if they're cool i won't do it like all the time one because it's not technically like something that we do and two like you know people in the military can be assholes too so like, <laughs> <laughs> not gonna yeah. go out of my way sure. but we're all if, assholes yeah, well, but i mean like if they're cool like <laughs> i'll be like hey man just so you know like i got you a military yeah. disco or if i'm bartending i'll be like hey like drinks on me sure um drinks on me well, but a drink sorry. there is nothing worse than having a table that's super nice and you give them that you discount, discount and, and, and then they, they yeah. let like less yeah. than 10 percent, and it's yeah. like you can suck my fucking dick from the back right the but <laughs> but don't you do you would you feel like i mean open the sentiment to anybody would you feel like in that scenario, don't you, doesn't that hit you a little less hard? I feel like no, it hits me a little, it hits me why would, why would I, I like hit you less hard? I really, I personally feel like it hits me a little less hard because I'm like, you know what, if you're going to be a fucking asshole and you're still going to tip me bad after what I did, what, like what I did for you and like I thought we had a good conversation and I was nice to you, whatever, then like, fuck you, get the fuck out of here. Like, yeah, I feel then, totally then fine think, in what I did you, you as opposed to like, right. like, wow. Like you gave the best service you yeah. could, like, so you're like, you're st- Cause it's kind of like that thing of like, if I'm going to go above and beyond, I'm going to be that good. And you're still going to do that. Then you were going to tip me like shit. No matter what I, there was nothing you could, there was nothing I could have done anyway. So fuck you. No, it hits me a little less hard personally. I, what, uh, what just makes me mad there is that I spent so much time that I put into it. That's the the battle of the server is like, yeah, where do you, where do you invest your time? Cause cause I'm sure we've all had, um, guests where I've, I mean, I've had plenty of times where like if I can't get to them because I'm busy or like I, I get a weird vibe from them or I feel like they want to be left alone. So I don't give them maybe the best service. And then I'm like when they leave, I'm like, OK, that's probably like a, you know, 14, 15 percent tip. I open it up. It's like a 20, 21 percent. tip. I'm like, oh, shit. Like that was really cool. Like, yeah. Good Did luck to me. That. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, that kind of thing. So it's all a crapshoot, man. It doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. That's people true. are people. It's it's luck of the draw. Everything's made up and the points don't matter. Yeah. Exactly. Totally are you even old enough for that show? Yes. <laughs> and for the revival. I do want to say that the they have all, every episode, every season is online. You can watch it for free. On YouTube? What? I watch it on no, YouTube. No, not even on YouTube. On, oh. No, no it is. They're on YouTube too, but they're also on like the, the actual, I think it's oh. like. ABC something. Yeah. Yeah. I get more you of a kick out of too. going on YouTube and watching like the 25 minute long like blooper reels yes. of all this shit. That's uh. really funny too. Um, anyway, <laughs> back to you. Anyway, so back mine's, to you, Kelly. So mine's going to be a whose lines it anyway bar. 
<laughs> All the prices are made. Cool. Up. Good luck. Good luck <laughs> getting that the off the ground. Yeah, yeah. And the <laughs> tips don't matter. And the tips don't matter because yeah. we pay a living wage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, we get Yo, real. Uh, that is nine dollars. Uh, that's um, four dollars. Can you talk about Kelly uh, to steer us back onto what we want to talk Something. to you about? Uh, I I personally think this is a cool question because it's broad, um, and I know you have a very active and creative imagination. Do you have like, I know you talked about the potato thing. Are there any other like con broad concepts that you've kind of thought about that you, that you don't mind like putting out there at the risk of being stolen? Like in terms of, cause like when we talked about your bar restaurant, um, it was never like a necessarily a specific concept. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas like, that potato thing is very niche. <laughs> I love That's that. very specific. Uh, yeah. Honestly, I get uh, inspired by the locations around me mm-hmm. more than anything. Um, when I see a place, kind of that spurns more of an excitement for me. Um, right now, there's an abandoned, privately owned um, storage uh, system uh, right by where I live. And it's like three bigger storage units with yeah. abandoned parking lots and whatnot right on sunset um, in Echo Park. And so I, now everyone knows that you live off sunset in Echo Park. Just so yeah, you know. find me. There's Every, <laughs> literally dozens everyone, of us. There's everyone lives <laughs> off sunset in Echo Park. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's funny. I live in those storage units. <laughs> oh, well, I want to turn your home into an oh, actually cool uh, I don't know about yeah. that. Uh, but there's a... I thought it would be really cool to buy the property and then turn each of the, I mean, they're not very big. They're like, I don't know. I'm from Texas. So I'm like, (laughs) what an eighth of an acre. Like that's, I think of everything in acres. That's wild. Yeah. I don't, I have no, no earthly idea. I don't even know what an acre is. An acre could be like a baseball field or it could be like the size of this room. I have no clue. Uh, Well, like my parents, my family home is on exactly one acre of property. So it's very easy for me to be like, this this is is an acre. uh, This is one of, you know, one unit of childhood home. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very (laughs) ridiculous. Uh, But so I thought it would be cool to do a like um, decades themed style with uh, food trucks in between in the parking lots that are in between. Mm-hmm. So it's like one of the public storage units um, would be kind of like 60s themes with like a very small 60s themed cocktail menu, music, dance vibe. Same with 70s and 80s and 90s because there's four, I think. And uh, I just thought that would be a really cool, you can kind of decade hop yeah. as yeah, you go. That's tight. And that there'd be cool. a specialty like cocktail oh, list and specialty like playlist. One. You'd get so sick though. You, you'd be mixing, uh, at least me, I'd be mixing like every, I would get like yeah. tequila over here, vodka over there. Like, oh, well, that's yeah. why I would just go to then like, you're like 60s fucking and 70s. shooting cocaine. And yeah. like, like, <laughs> how big yeah. are these, are these storage units? They're very, very tiny. I mean, okay. they're like, I mean, I've seen storage boards. Is it? Like it's uh, I mean it's a it's a big storage unit okay. you know it's not a multiple person storage unit yeah. but it's probably the size of like your average two car garage or okay. a little bit nice. bigger yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, almost like sounds like it would also be a cool venue for like pop ups yeah like using it as a space to do like infrequent or not super you know that kind of a thing mm-hmm. um, that's yeah I like that idea of getting inspired by the space and having that be like your driving like motivators. I was going to say too, like the first thing that came to mind and like that idea is like, if you did that and you did 60s, 70s, 80s, it could be cool. Then if you found other spots like that, like around the city, 
to where then like say you had another pod that was like 20s 30s 40s and another one that was like where all the all the in the 30s one everything's super cheap but it's also super shitty yeah, yeah. <laughs> i just bank on my other locations exactly. making up yeah, for yeah, that yeah, one yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. every once an hour like a cop walks in there or something and everyone has to run yeah. every <laughs> once an hour someone gets a huge fan and like dust and just fucking like, <laughs> <laughs> it's the dust bowl yeah i'm also someone starts reading grapes of wrath like out of nowhere oh on my microphone. Gosh. <laughs> uh i'm sorry when you said when uh grapes of wrath i immediately thought of what's eating gilbert grape and uh i just <laughs> that leo yeah the screenplay i have, nice. a, I have a, an idea for a leo themed part now that um, actually, I, well, okay, so my my like one concept that I had that I would love to see is almost like an early. So I love peanut butter and jelly, and Fun I, I want to do a like gourmet peanut butter nut, like gourmet nut. So it would be like a sort of almost like a wine shop or like 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 Larchmont Cheese and Wine if you've been there. But it's like it would have wine, it would have cheese, it would have good bread, and then it would have like nut like various nut butters and various jellies and jams and probably like smoked meats and it would kind of be like you'd make these little like picnic-y like Ooh. baskets um cute. yeah I, really I just cute. i just i've just never seen because like they've done like mac and cheese has become i remember like in oakland yeah. uh right before like like when i was like in high school before i left they came out with like this place called homeroom and it's like mac only like mac and cheese only and it's like oh my god who would turn macaroni and cheese this like sort of kitchen staple into like restaurant food that's crazy so i kind of want to see the same thing at least get tried with with uh pb and j and they kind of done it i haven't been there but apparently squirrel i don't know if you guys know it's like this place on the east side that is like very well regarded one of the best i like squirrel i haven't been there and they do they do i know they have like the the jelly toast and like that's a big thing there they they make their own jelly so so maybe there's an appetite for it i don't know i thought it'd be cool and then i added like the it would yeah be like beer and wine meats cheeses We'll put up a poll somehow of if our listeners think that's a good idea or a bad idea. I love peanut butter and jelly, so I'd I'd be there every day. Yeah, I'm sure. I like just straight peanut butter, bro. I don't play that jelly. Well, you don't have to get the jelly. You play the jelly. Yeah, Yeah. get yourself. (laughs) No mods. No mods. Oh, honey. No mods. I love it. Yeah, you can have some good honey. Some like, and then you can do a lot of cool stuff with like local, you know, local farms and stuff. Get like local honey. I don't know. Yeah. The only like really concept I I guess I've ever really had other than well. If I ever opened up, yeah, my idea's going to get stolen, whatever, whatever. Um, I have a feeling you're like you, just you on the cusp of I love securing how you finances assume, for this. Yeah, you, I really, you I assume really, that yeah. this idea is amazing. <laughs> and I, I haven't was, even heard it yet. I, like, well, oh, I think when I, I'm, no, they're, when I you're right. They're actually not really that good. Um, or at least not that like unique. I've always like, if I were to ever open like a brewery or anything like that, you know, I'm one of those i'm just like obsessed with wolves and so i would always want i would want to do like a very like nature themed like forestry themed kind of brewery and like of course all my beers would be named after like wolf shit um wolf's shit like wolf feces yes golden road already does that um golden road thinks they do that they have wolf pup and they have some other fucking things wolf among sweets yeah that's those, those are, are double stupid names mother fuck wolf. you golden road. just kidding shout <laughs> out is, to golden <laughs> is golden road wearing um, a, wor- a wolf shirt right now while you I, I actually am yeah, wearing a wolf shirt um but the, but like as far as a bar i always thought about like i'm I, I my music choice is like pretty hipster and like folk adjacent so like it's, it, I always get excited. Like at our place, when we play songs by like bands that I like, and like I actually listen to, I'm like, oh shit! But like we don't do it super, super often. Yeah. So I would want to make a bar where like all the music that I listen to, like folk and that kind of shit, is like played. Like that's like the kind of 
staple of like the music played and like that kind it's of it's like you're out in the forest well kind of like similar to like uh, a bar guitar. that i really like like out here uh shout out in burbank is called story tavern um it's mm. a really really cool bar it's very much like a sort of like log cabin-y sort of vibe inside um it's a really really comfy bar and so i kind of want to like do that that sort of thing but nice so like i said like no, nothing none of my ideas like oh it's never been done before <laughs> like yeah i did have pretty, a pretty pretty popular <laughs> I, I did have an idea for a bar with a buddy of mine chris uh and please, someone steal this because I think it is absolutely genius. But it would be called Crowbar. There would be no sign. There would be a giant crowbar above the door. And when you walk in, there's just taxidermy crows everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So someone, please, please do that. I'll come on. I'll that work for free. not where I thought that was going. I would get so drunk that I would get terrified. <laughs> like yeah, I mean, very that's quickly. It. Uh, menu's wide open. Drinks, I, I have no idea. No uh, no, no concept other than one. menu wide open? Genius. One of the crows. I, mean, like, I, have no, I, have I feel no, like that would be the perfect for it. spot for Kelly to be at because... Mm. Yeah, well, the puns. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. all the drinks have to be puns. I guess, yeah. Also, one of the crows has to be alive. Sure. <laughs> I love it. I, I'm <laughs> thinking like a hundred crows, but there's one it. that's alive. Yep. yep. And it like flies around. You're like, totally. I thought that these were all taxidermy crows. <laughs> yep. What is happening? Yep. Uh, anyway. It's amazing. <laughs> Moving yeah. on. Uh, uh, oh, go ahead. Oh, uh, I just had a question. If you were yeah. opening a new restaurant and you had to choose one of us to be your AGM, who would it be? This is the, this is the real question of the day for and Kelly. Why? I get it, Kelly. Don't worry. For AGM, the thing is, is like, what a lot of people don't understand about AGM is that your general manager should be the person that your staff trusts and goes to see. And the AGM kind of has to be the person that like lays down the law and like has to be kind of like, kinda like the assistant director on set where they're like a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And honestly, I would go with Nate. I think he's, uh, <laughs> wow. I was honestly, I was going to be disappointed if you went with anybody. <laughs> I, I thought it, honestly, I thought it was going to be me. No, I'm nah. very capable of playing the law. Nah, when she bro. said laid on the law, I was like, yeah, you're too friendly. Me. You're too Me? nice. Yeah, you would be. Bro, you would get too buddy it. buddy with some of the yeah. guy staff see, the talking is, about Nate, sports. Nate, at the end of the day, is just <laughs> going to be ball. like, do your fucking listen. Job. This is the thing. Just yeah. do your effing job, yeah. and I just really What's appreciate crazy, it. I'm here for you. I feel like it's but for, yeah. for, just do your job. I feel like you just. I immediately went from like, oh, I thought it was going to be me, to like your answer now completely won me over because anybody that knows me knows for for someone to say you would be too friendly that like you must be really not because <laughs> <laughs> it isn't i can't i don't think i could probably pick down another time in my life where someone's told me oh no you can't do that you'd be too friendly <laughs> so can i ask you if let's say you were you owned a restaurant but you needed a gm like you were stepping away would your answer be different i don't know i feel like well the thing is with Basically, will you hire us? We need jobs. <laughs> okay, great. I want to uh, work at this potato place. <laughs> but Nate's also super empathetic, like as much as he's just like a do your oh, job totally. kind of person. Yeah. That he's also like, I feel like the uh, really great person to like share. Like this is a struggle I'm going through because he'll be adamantly like sitting with you in it and be like, okay, let's figure out a way to make this work with what you're going through while also getting the job done. Mm -hmm. And right. I really appreciate that. Yeah, I, I pride myself on times. honesty and I just like to be open as much as possible with people. And I like, I appreciate that in other people as well, which is where a lot of that empathy comes from because I do uh, empathize with people, but also at the end of the day, I'm not afraid of being the bad guy. I'm not afraid of being the one that people are angry at. If it means that the job is going to get done and things are going to get, things are going to happen. Right. So I as, much as, I, too. as much as I, just to clarify, do not want to be a manager. <laughs> have zero interest in it. 
I covered that. We, I think we covered that with Chino with all of us. <laughs> I remember. I am aware that I I have what it takes. I've also managed all four of you at True. some point, and, and uh, we're, you're we're, all hot garbage. And honestly, yeah. uh, whoa, <laughs> hey. 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 hey, I trained you. I was gonna say, yeah, hot. I'm like, but best coaster throwers. Exactly. I was gonna say, I value honesty too, and I honestly think Kelly that your pick is bullshit. Guess this I'm firing first. This is a fantasy first. survey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously. Uh, yeah, we're not go, doing a draft. Like, I got drafted first. and you didn't. Okay. Like, guess who you're firing first? I still say Kyle. No. <laughs> I still say you fire no, Kyle. Yeah, probably. <laughs> nah, I'm too fun. Probably. Because okay. I would be like, stop that shit. And you'd be like, okay. all right. I California rolled through my fucking stuff. Sure, 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 Kyle. Yeah, cool, Kyle. Make sure one star Yelp. The problem is, get your schedule next week. Here's the thing. I just loved a bit. And so when someone says stop, I just want to keep going. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I probably would get fired first. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, on that note, uh, <laughs> I think that's a great, I think that's a great, great place to wrap it up. Topic one. Um, uh, yeah. So we are going to go into an ad break really quick. Uh, and then we'll be right back with another topic. This week's episode of the 86 No Filter Podcast is brought to you by Non-Slip Shoes. Dependable, essential, and full of nasty stuff in the soles, non-slips are the only thing keeping you, the humble restaurant employee, from experiencing the excruciating pain of a nasty fall when you're carrying five pounds of ranch to the walk-in. Non-slip shoes turn even the most sloppy, disgusting kitchen floor into a sloppy, disgusting, walkable surface. This message is brought to you by the Non-Slip Awareness Council, dedicated to keeping Payless shoes in business for at least three more years. All right. Thank you. That was a word from our sponsors. Uh, we want to give a shout out to uh, everybody that has been listening and supporting us so far. We really appreciate you guys. Um, the whole reason why we're doing this is because we really want to build a community where we can kind of share and talk about these stories and, you know, kind of comm commiserate these experiences that we all kind of have uh, together. So if you're listening, uh, wherever you're listening, please leave us a review. Uh, hit us with a subscribe button. Uh, hit us on Instagram. Tell us you like it. Uh, we're looking for questions. We're looking for comments, anything like that. Uh, we really want to get our listeners involved. So please go ahead and hit us with that. Uh, yeah, so we're going to get right back into it. We've got another round. Another round. Another round. round. Yummy. Yes. Another topic we're going to get into. Um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> highly, re highly regret that. <laughs> uh, Sam, you want to take the lead on this? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, uh, just kind of dealing with like burnout and and like you said, how we've been in the industry for so long, you know, pretty the vast majority of your life, like pretty much my whole life. You've pretty been much Kyle's whole <laughs> life. You've been uh, in the I need a drink. Yeah. 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 Whoa. Um, <laughs> just like dealing with, yeah, that just the wear and tear kind of psychically and men mentally, not just physically that this in industry can have. Um, yeah. I, d I don't know where you're at as far as you, you're working at a new spot. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. Have you ever felt that you needed some time away from the industry before um, or is it something that, yeah. Yeah, I, uh, absolutely. I mean, just having to be on all the time can be very draining. And I think that goes for anybody in this industry, no matter what, um, like area of expertise that you're in, whether it's 
um, the drain of the kitchen and the nonstop tickets, whether it's hosting and having to be smiling all the time, whether it's bartending or managing and have to put out fires all the time. Like this industry just burns you out so quickly. Um, so just really quick, I want to say I was reading an article this morning on Reddit. It was called Forcing a Smile for Customers Linked with More Drinking After Work. Mm. Oh, so there's wow. this yes. team of researchers at Penn State. They did a study uh, for people, for example, who work in food service, nurses who work with patients, and teachers who work with students. And they found a link between those who regularly faked smiles uh, and drinking more alcohol. It has to do with kind of like your, they say your you're doing what's they call surface acting mm -hmm. which it actually like exhausts the brain uh so you you spend so much time controlling your impulses that once you're done well, you don't have your to. impulse control is much much lower which is why mm. it's like quotes here if you're impulsive or constantly told how to do how to do your job it may be harder to rein in your emotions all day and when you get home you don't have that self-control to stop after one drink so that compounded with obviously when you're drinking alcohol it's lower your inhibitions already yeah so I think for something like us, I think that lends to that, just like what you were talking about of being exhausted when you're on all the time, like just the simple act of smiling, of having yeah. to, no matter what is going on, you've got to be like, hey guys, every table has got to be a fresh start, like especially when you're a manager mm -hmm. and you have to not only smile for all the tables, but also all your employees too, because you got to carry all of them. And Kelly, I, you're always on. Yeah. Yeah. Like even, like you're yeah, on, but you're always like positive. I remember when we were working together that it was always like fun, you know? Yeah. But that's a good point that you make, Nate, because I remember in uh, one of our earlier episodes when we had Chino on and we were talking about the uh, percentages of people in the industry that like are also like uh, drug, drug users and drug addicts. Right. That's kind of the same thing is like it lowers your inhibition to maybe not, not do, that, do that or just say no or like to whatever. And that, I mean, we were talking about drugs and stuff with Chino, but like I can definitely say I don't think I know anybody that's in the service industry industry that is like, Oh, I don't drink. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, and granted we work with beer a lot and a lot of people we know work with beer a lot, but like even in general, like I know at the downtown location at our store where Kelly worked for a long time too, like I know we get a little crazy, like we like to have fun, but that the downtown LA people, like they go hard. Like really? they do that shit for real. Well, yeah. downtown's a whole nother, like you're it's getting whole, tourists. Yeah, yeah. They're getting downtown yeah, exactly. Los Angeles. Yeah. yeah. So it, it, that, that actually makes a lot of sense that it, that like, um, cause you're right. It, I can totally see how like that controlling your inhibitions cause it's like that constant tension in your mind, which then also translates to your body, you know, like you're, you're uptight and you're constantly like controlling your impulses. Like you said, like that yeah. makes total sense. And then like, we all know that feeling of like clocking off and then getting your shift beer, even just clocking off in general and just being like, Oh, God, the exhale. Like, now I can be me again yeah. type yeah. of thing, which is why it's like a super side tangent. We don't have to go into the whole thing, but like, uh, a lot of the changes that are happening where we work now, like we just got re recently got rid of secret shopping. I couldn't be more happy. Me personally, I've been praying for this for years because I just want to do my job the way I want to do it. I want to be myself fully with all of my tables. And in the article too, they one of the ways that they that they kind of talk about it as a way to kind of combat that is to give employees more choices in how they do their job, right? So that they feel like they're more in control. 
and uh, not like robots kind of curb, following exactly uh, to yeah, kind of curb yeah. that same thing put that a couch in the walk-in for people mm-hmm. to I sit like and properly yell and cry i also do <laughs> just one more thing about the article really quick that i didn't think about until i read it was the like i thought about the teachers thing but the inclusion of nurses i can't even imagine like the amount of stress that we deal with like oh i'm sorry that i burnt your steak and you're yelling at me and i yeah. have to still smile at you but that guy's dying yeah, yeah. you gotta go and that smile guy's like dead or you have to tell the family that their loved one is serious pressure yeah like yeah, so real. just a quick that on top of the hours that were, like, we complain them. about like oh man i worked an eight hour shift like yo they worked like a 36 hour right. shift yeah like, sleeping there yeah, yeah, yeah it's crazy my mom's always found that funny when i'm like yeah i'm working a double she's like oh like a regular eight hour shift <laughs> <laughs> i'm like please shut up bye so, mom how are you? <laughs> we totally cut you off and, yeah, yeah. and went on this huge tangent. But <laughs> no, it was great. I'm glad you brought up the article because I think that was really good. I want to ask you, you know, as some like Kyle said, I, I, I share that same agreement with him. Like, I, I obviously you're a person, you have feelings, but you have always been someone who's been able to push through that and kind of present this positive energy to everyone around, knowing that that's what we need in a work environment. And I want to ask you, like, what are your kind of tips for, for doing that? Because for me... That's hard. I have to like get up in the morning and be like, all right, today's going to be a good day. It's going to be happy day. I'm going to make jokes. I'm going to make people smile. And, and it's in it. And then I have to like refresh myself throughout the day. Like it's not like a, yeah. So what, what, how can I do that better? (laughs) Kelly, that's my question. (laughs) Help. Um, Help. Honestly, like for me to, I can be joyful in this industry any given day because the biggest thing is that what you do today doesn't have to transfer to tomorrow. Like we don't have repeating clients per se, or like a, an ongoing project or a board yeah. presentation or anything. Like if you have a bad day today, tomorrow's a new one. Yeah, and, yeah. and at the end of the day, all we're doing is giving people a meal. Yeah. And mm-hmm. if it's not their best meal, there's a lot of people that are already not getting their best meal and yeah, you screwed up, but in the long, in the grand scope of things, does it really matter? Yeah. Truly. You're not ruining lives over here. Right. (laughs) And, and the best at our very best we can do is give, um, people a place to like enjoy themselves outside of their homes to, uh, enjoy their family and friends and gather together to talk about things like, I mean, people propose at restaurants and uh, all like celebrate anniversaries or birthdays. It's a all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Exactly, it's a place to get be taken care of, which yeah. I think is very rare. And people want that. I mean, not more now. I think people, you know, have always appreciated that. But it's like it's a place where you can go. They're and going out because they don't want to make needs stuff. met, not by your own labor. Like you yeah, can, right. But uh, yeah, I feel like people are going to have more fun if the staff is having more fun. And so it's easier for me to put aside all of my personal issues and make sure you guys are having fun because it translates through the restaurant. And so if, if you're in a position of leadership and you are just making sure like, even to the extent of like this table's screw, I'm like, okay, it's, I mean, that is what it is. Like, do you want me to take care of them? Like, what do you need in this situation? Then you keep doing your job the best you can and we'll move on. Like one little, like one bad tip, one, um, like table full of children under the age of five, uh, throwing things like, you know, it's one table, like have fun with the rest then and just be like, fine, I'm not going to jam with you guys. Yeah. Yeah. 
I don't need to jam with you because I have plenty of other tables that I yeah, can jam yeah. with we, We've touched on that at other points in the, in the podcast, too, just about, like, uh, a kind of part of being a good server is being able to read your tables and being able to kind of, you know, get that sort of first impression and then kind of see how the meal's going. And sooner or later, at some point in the meal, you're going to know, um, do these people kind of want to be left alone? Are these people Are these people really engaging with me? Do they seem to be having fun? I know. I don't think I've ever really had this, but uh, I know friends of mine at the place we worked have had like instances of like it's a couple and then they're like fighting the whole meal so that's always weird because you're like you want to go check on them but they're in the middle of like an argument somebody and then I'm, i think somebody like a, a week before i left on my trip um there was a breakup that happened really at, at a table in a restaurant and our and the server was like dude i think i think this girl's breaking up with this guy right now like i need to go drop their check i don't know what the fuck did it and i was like bro just drop it and get the fuck out of there like <laughs> yeah. but like I, I i've never had that really happen i don't know what to do whose side do i take <laughs> <laughs> like, you sit down you just go do sit i please <laughs> split the check <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, seriously you're like so i'm just assuming you guys are going dutch <laughs> you know, if you're breaking up with someone at a restaurant you pay I, you pay you the pay bill, the bill. Yeah. yeah yeah i mean unless you like just unless you hate that i mean i, I mean i Yes. In, in my in my mind, if I have to like detective how that situation went out, he took her to dinner in some attempts to try to like fix she whatever heard, was going yeah. on and she at some point in the dinner was just like, Look Yeah, I mean I guess it could go both ways. I mean, maybe or she to took go. him out to dinner right. so that he she could do it in a public place and, and if she did well, don't have to worry about getting her. murdered. So the like, problem is <laughs> or, or not a, Don't I, break I up with like, people in public. I would just be like put the check down and then it's up to like I don't know if if that's the case if they just need to deal with it that's, that's not your problem no yeah right. <laughs> either way yeah. like you know maybe somebody's maybe the, paying maybe for the this breaker isn't always <laughs> the breaky but like needless to say man, they ran out on the bill insult to injury if yeah. you're just like I'm breaking up with you but I'll see you also today. just I don't, don't put it on your server also, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. also why are you breaking up in a public space yeah that's take what it home. I'm saying take maybe. it home well, what if what if she doesn't feel safe public space is fine but not in like a not at a table in a restaurant. If you want to do it out by the fountain, especially you don't know knock how long yourself the, you out. don't know how long the food's gonna take. You don't know how long the drinks are gonna take. You don't know how long your service. Well, well, if he's end. talking about dropping the check, yeah, then they have the their end. food. Or you don't I break guess, up with yeah. him before you order the appetizer. Well, but but if it's that situation of he took her out this to dinner, work. He, so, <laughs> so you want to share some of the He took her out to dinner, and then she was like, "The guy took her out." I'm saying in that in that situation when she's just getting fed up. Like, she's are you not saying the same staying. thing that I literally just said? Yes. Yeah, but he, no, I don't think so. She's not going to be staying. Right now, now I don't know what I'm trying. Yeah, to say. Now, <laughs> you, may, you made me lose. She sure could, she could break up with him at the beginning of the meal, yes. but she would just leave, and then you have yeah. one guy sitting uh, at the table. You have him sitting food. there the whole time. Well, yeah. that would be As a that server, would be like, I feel a like that's pack. worse. But yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Mm. Anyway, you're, yeah, you're like, now, now I guess yeah. they're not going to get yeah, that. I don't know uh, uh, my second piece of advice for um, taking care Perfect. of yourself and finding rest, essentially, uh, came from when I was in management training at, um, uh, and my one of the general manager that was doing my management training, she sat me down and she was like, listen, this job, management is long hours. You don't know what you're going to get shift to shift, whether it's your staff or the people but you have to take care of yourself first and foremost. And she gave my favorite piece of advice was like every month set at least one day that you're excited about, whether it's a day trip, whether it's a like girls night or a party you're going to throw at your apartment or whatever it is, like have that one thing every month to look forward to. And then everything just gets a lot easier because 
because it's such a day-to-day job, mm-hmm. if you can just be like, okay, well, you know what? It's 10 days until I'm going to go on this hiking right, trip. Right. It's Monday. Or, if I true. can make it to Saturday, then I'm going out exactly. with my friends. Going to the Dodger game. It's that, it's that light at the end of the tunnel mentality yeah, of just there's always something. I feel like that's why a lot of people in our age group are crazy about these concert festivals and raves yeah, yeah. and like, and also doing a lot of traveling and stuff, which is very good. Like, but I feel like that is where it comes from is this you, you, cause you know, not to get too dark, but when you are depressed or feeling sad, you do need stuff to look forward to, to, to kind of like attach you to things. I mean, I don't think that's necessarily new though. I mean, like even like the working for the weekend mentality of a normal nine to five office job is like, you sacrifice, you know, these 40 hours so that you can do what you want on these you know, two days. Two days. Well, I agree. the biggest thing but is I, that I, yeah. I have to go back is that there's this also this mentality, especially for like our generation, uh, where you have to work all the time and you didn't earn this day off. Mm-hmm. You didn't do enough to take time mm-hmm. off. And right. that mentality just needs to be removed first and foremost, yeah. because life's too short to just be constantly killing yourself in a job. Yeah. To pay bills that are too expensive and not enjoy what life has to offer. And so. Right. And I think in in that same vein that you you get that mentality of I'm as opposed to saving that money for my retirement. And so that, you know, and and investing in a house or whatever for these long term goals that I think past generations would have done. I think now, whether it's the economy or the Internet and information and the futility of the future or whatever, I think people, I think our generation is more inclined to, no, I'll just drop 600 bucks to go to EDC for the weekend in three months. And that, and, and then I'm going to let off all the steam because I've been working so hard and I'm, you know, because you got to pay your bills and shit's expensive. And I, so that's, that's, the that's, I think that's for me, that's where that observation comes from. Well, it's like uh, our generation is spending so much money on these short term enjoyments versus like a one or two week, I go off on vacations things because a lot of us work jobs that don't have paid vacations. Right. But I was actually just even talking to someone about how, even if you do have paid vacation, the, uh, guilt you have of taking it. Like when I was in management, you have two weeks paid vacation, but because staffing is expensive, especially in Southern California, you're typically not staffed in a way where if you go on vacation, you're not screwing over your peers. Right, right. Yeah. Or like your, just even your other managers. Like, well, exactly. Yeah. And so me going on a, like I took a paid vacation to go to Oktoberfest in Munich last year. Yeah, yeah. And it was dope. Everyone should do it. <laughs> it's just like Disneyland for drunk beer adults. And it was wonderful. <laughs> Love it already. Really yeah. Selling it. yeah. Yes, yeah. go. Um, but I knew and the like, emotional weight of taking that on of I knew I was going to be gone for 10 days and that meant I knew people that I love and care about were having to stay later work longer shifts say no to their normal days off in order for me to do that to have fun wow and so you're just weighted with guilt I think that that is definitely something that if not particular to this industry it's you know it's definitely a feature of this industry is that like when if someone's slacking off or isn't there or you know for whatever reason it's not some like ephemeral like oh we're you know this office is five percent less productive on the days when so-and-so isn't there it's like no like someone has to do everything that you were going to do like it's very interconnected right now 
Hi, mom. Um, so I think that that is like, like talking about that guilt and, and, you know, like I have times where I'll feel guilty at work because I'll feel like someone calls out sick and my first instinct isn't, Oh man, like they're sick. That's terrible. Yeah. Like, Oh geez. Uh, My first instinct is like, well, fucking great. That means I have to roll, you know, 25% more silverware and pick up all these tables. Great. Now I'm going to work later. Yeah. And, and it's not a good thing, but I mean, I think it's, it, it, the environment of a restaurant is one that is so, you know, results, not cutthroat, but like the, you see your results immediately and everyone's work is so immediately intertwined. It's not like, you know, if I don't turn in this report, then some guy on the other side of the country can't do his job. Like, I don't, I don't care about him, but it's like your friends, the people you're spending the majority of your time with or not the majority, but like the people you spend the most time with, um, are the ones that, that, that suffer. And I think that, yeah, like that mentality is super poisonous and I don't know, you know, it's ultimately it's not, the fault of the manager taking the vacations it's the fault of the system that we have where we're, we so prioritize work and growth it's a very american mentality that like you know you buy things on credit rack up a bunch of debt and then work your ass off to pay your debt so you can buy things on credit and rack up your debt and all that and it's you know the, yeah. these sort of quality yeah. of life i mean it's ma- yeah there. materialism at the end of the day is your, yeah you're valued as as your value is only as high as how much valuable stuff yeah and i have. and and there are other countries that and I think, so, you know, it's not that it's a pretty not uniquely American problem, but I'd say that we are like the paragons as America. Yeah. It, it and the, and yeah. I think in the most shining beacon of well, and I think the thing is, most places that exhibit that kind of extreme materialism are exhibiting it. I can't talk today. Yeah. yeah. Exhibiting it. <laughs> exhibiting. Via that. That's my new rap name. That same that. American kind of, they're mimicking American culture right. when they're doing it. Yeah. Because they see us do it. Well, and I mean, there is a certain amount of like, Western it doesn't culture, matter. It doesn't matter. Well, but no, but I'm saying like, there are plenty of cultures within the West that don't have that, you know, like French, they like just, they have three day weekends and like 30 hour work weeks and things. And that's like, but then, you know, that, it's a it's a race to the bottom like that means that french companies aren't as competitive on the global market as american companies because we work you know longer out more hours so it's it's like if i don't know there's no easy answer right um you know if we don't do it someone else will uh but i think yeah it, just aligning replace what, someone back else to what with kelly China. was talking about yeah but going back to what kelly was talking about like aligning you know like what what do you value in life and, and how can you build a life that that has that um, like I, yeah. my old roommate, he, uh, drove, uh, Lyft and Uber and a big draw for him was being able to choose his own hours and like kind of make his own schedule. But I'm like, yeah, you're choosing what 60 hours a week you want to work. Right. Like yeah. you still, you know, and that's like, it's terrible. that's like a, a I think, a, a you know, just endemic of the kind of current economy that we're all in is like, you know, if you want the flexibility well, you're going to end up having to work for it or you can uh, try to get locked into like a fancy job, but then you're only going to be ending up sort of spending more time uh, for diminishing returns as, you know, more robots take our jobs. <laughs> so <laughs> to bring it back to the tips, yeah, focus on the things that you can change and not, you can't stress about those day-to-day shift-to-shift things that are just going to happen. You just kind of have to let them roll off your back happen you can't get as much as you can yeah exactly well especially the thing is is like i feel like there's 
every for every good tip there's a bad tip like it yeah. all is just yeah. gonna kind that's, of it'll even it. itself out <laughs> no i don't think that's true but what i will say is in terms of the scales the weight of a good tip is i would say one good tip is equal to like five bad tips not monetarily but in terms of like how i feel yeah. mm-hmm. one good tip one good table emotionally wise i'm fill up about sure. the, we'll balance out you know five or six i feel like for the most part tips. though monetarily it evens out as well i mean like when i was first Sometimes. graduating college um and i was moving out to la i was really 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 nervous because i was the first time i was paying for rent and every like i was completely on my own for really like truly the first time um and like the job i was supposed to have at a restaurant that whatever it fell through and i was just kind of like freaking out um and a friend of mine, an ex-girlfriend, but a, f- a good friend of mine uh, was talking about it. And she has a lot of experience in the service industry. And I tell this to people all the time, especially like in slow scenes and whatever, like the best advice I got was the money will come. Like she said that to me and I, for whatever reason, just decided to trust that and hold on to that and just, you know, found the jobs that I found. Like, yeah, eventually I found our place and I've been there for, I just had my four year anniversary. Um <laughs> But it's true. I think even in the slow season, if you just, and yeah, that doesn't mean like, it doesn't mean like in the slow season, like you don't need a second job. Like you got to do what you got to do. But like in general, in terms of like tips evening out, like if I have a bad night, like if I have a bad night where like, oh man, I look at my sales and I'm like, I should have made fucking 120 bucks. I'm walking with like 75. Like what the fuck? I know I've also had those nights where I look at my sales and I'm like, yo, I should have only made 120. I made like 250. What yeah. the fuck? You this know? is this is the start of your fourth year or the, the completion of your fourth year? I, it's been I've the been start. there four been there years. Four. So now you're this a, is my you're fifth. A, you're year. a super senior now. You're, you're uh, yeah, I'm a super senior now. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, yeah, the big yeah, boys bro. club. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully we'll be there you, for a long time. <laughs> do you still? Uh, I know that uh, before. You left where we work now. You were talking about you were going to make tips like bartend and manage. Is that, are you doing that? Uh, yeah, that's what I've been doing. Um, a lot of people are moving um, because the minimum s- wage for salary is actually pretty high for Southern California. Uh-huh. I mean, it's still like barely a living wage, right. as most things are. Uh, but I mean, it's almost like 52000 a year. Uh-huh. So in order to stand with like raising minimum wage companies are trying to find ways to put more of your income in your pocket uh from other people versus them and that's i mean (laughs) but truly i mean that's that's what the service industry is built on in this country especially that's why in a lot of in a lot of america you're making two dollars and yeah exactly um and so you know they could pay me a decent hourly and then i was also bartending and making you know, cash as well, because you can't, you can't collect tips if you're on salary. salary. So you're not salaried. I am not salaried. That's kind of what Brad was talking about last week, that that hourly life is way, he preferred it because of the tips. Well, it's, it's a, it's a twofold in management, unfortunately, (laughs) because when it comes to hourly, you're still on a, like you collect overtime and double overtime if you're opening a new restaurant. And higher ups don't particularly like seeing something that could be avoided. It's like, well, I'm a manager, you know, I need to be here to develop and build and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Uh, And also, you know, if there's a meeting in the morning I need to be at and then also come back and close the restaurant down, that's now a split shift for me. Like you're going to have to pay a penalty to do that for me versus, you know, I live six minutes from my current job. Like 
it's silly to, in my opinion, and why um, I'm I'm leaving my job. My last day is like this Friday, uh, but we'll get into yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, well, let's do that now. <laughs> yeah, 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 sure. Yeah, no, right. Now is the time. Great. Yeah, I mean, like I'm leaving because like hourly is good financially, but if you're passionate about management and being present and whatnot, salary, it just makes more sense. Yeah. Yeah. Because you you're know, always on. Kind of yeah. It gives exactly. you the security of knowing that you're like a fixture of the restaurant. Precisely. Yeah. yeah. And also like, I don't have to supplement my income with tips and because half of me was having to manage, but half of me was having to bartend in order right. to pay a living right. wage, Yeah, which that means as a bartending shift that my staff with, when you open a new restaurant, it's very difficult. It takes a while to build. Yeah. The, the that, rhythm. Yes, the, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm looking at them knowing I'm taking shifts from you that mm. you're yeah. here for. Yeah. Yeah. I want to manage. I don't even want to be doing these yeah. shifts. I enjoy doing it in fun in yeah. like, Hey, let's talk to the guests and build rapport. But my main job is operations and making uh-huh. sure like, uh, you know, health code passes sure. and, <laughs> you know, orders yeah. are getting put in. Like, that's what my development has been in. Um, but, you know, they didn't have the budget to salary me. They wanted to keep my income based on other people's tips. Yeah. And yeah. that's how people are avoiding these minimum wage, you can raise the minimum wage all you want. There's always going to be people looking for shortcuts around it because people can't afford it. Yeah. 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 I think we're, we're going to reach a, a climax point. Uh, a, a, that's not the word I'm looking for. What's like a the, tipping point, a breaking what's point. The, what's the chemical reaction? What's it called? Mitochondria catalyst? of catalyst. I think there's going to be a, a there's going to be some kind of catalyst where it's going to have to it's going to have to change, mm-hmm. and I don't know if that just means they're just going to start paying servers a salary. Yeah, but I think until we get to that point, like what we're seeing now is for the most part the industry and restaurants know that that day's coming, so they're going to try and yeah. skim as much as they can, as fast as they can, you know, and try and. You know, it, it, I mean, ugh, that's a whole well, other like, tangent, but like, I feel like that's kind of the American way right now is it's this gather, 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 gather so that I can, you can, you know, hold that close to you and go step away from me. This is mine. Don't touch this. This is mine. I earned this. This is, I'm holding on to this, you know? So I feel like restaurants now with like, we've talked about in other episodes about like, um, different technology and, and phasing out servers or phasing out, you know, using tablets and like all that type of shit. It's like you're slashing, 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 and you're skimming as much as you can. So, cause you know that sooner or later that day's coming. And so you're going to try and get while the getting's good, you know, as so to speak, you know, because you don't want to be caught with your pants down when that tipping point comes. Yeah. Like, Oh shit. Now I have to make drastic changes very fast. and I'm going to lose a lot of money in a very short yeah. amount of time. Sure. So you're kind of like tapering be prepared off, as, as much as you can. Yeah. Well, it's like, um, and the thing is, is that it, it the, costs of serving and hiring stuff go back before even the restaurant like the cost of renting a building in this city is stupid yeah like the place i'm at now the rent is twenty three thousand a month and so that's in an area of town where like everything's expensive and no one can afford to live no one can afford to get a reasonable bite of food and then they wonder why all these very expensive restaurants keep opening it's like well it goes back to rent like how am i supposed to like break even eat yeah Yeah. with a two dollar slice of pizza yeah Yeah. exactly like i i want to like be a fixture and that's as someone who would love to open more restaurants in this city that's something to take into a huge factor of 
Like, yeah, I want to be able to provide a cheap, reasonable service for people to go out and enjoy themselves without breaking the bank. But also like there has to be a tipping point with um, building codes and like the... Yeah. I think the sad part is that developers are not their mind state is that they would rather those people that can't afford to to have like the luxury spending living in that area to eat at that place they would rather they just leave and then they build even more expensive high demand you know luxury places for people with money to move into yeah they, I mean, they're not trying to like like you've said like you want to you've said several times you want to build places that service the community that they're in and I think that is the larger issue is that because the dem- all they see is that the demand is so high for people to live here, which drives the property value up, which means money. So they develop f- to make money for people with money, and they don't care about the people that are there because in their minds, those people are going to get gonna pushed out anyways yeah, gonna, yeah. because there's so the much value that the it. rent is going up. Eventually, yeah. they'll be, uh, they'll be, it will be a highbrow area with people with money because that's all that will be able to live there. Yeah. Which, uh, another side tangent, I feel like uh, I'm really interested to see what happens now in, like, Carson, in that area with the new football stadium. And Eaglewood and all the surrounding yeah. neighborhoods, yeah. Yeah, because oh, that's going to be... the new Clippers stadium, too. The new Clippers stadium is going to happen yeah. eventually. The Rams-Chargers one is opening up, I think, in, like, a year and a half, two years. And that's going to... The Charger-Rams one is going to be a fucking massive... Not just a stadium, it's an outdoor mall. Wait, they're sharing restaurants. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. You didn't know that? Oh. Yeah, the Chargers literally play the Rams a dollar a year in rent. That's how desperate the Rams owner was to have a team in L.A. <laughs> um, uh, wait, what? That's re- legit. Anyway, um, yeah, that. but like Carson is historically not a, it's not a, I mean, it's just not like a, hey, really up and coming area, you know, and all of a sudden you're taking this massive tourist attraction, this ma- like this massive money just fucking influx and jamming it into this neighborhood. Um, and that's going to filter Raise out in certain ways. Yeah, we'll, well I mean, that's that was what happened with Echo Park and the Dodger Stadium. Yeah, yeah. It it uh, definitely bu- was built in a lower income area and forced a lot because of predominantly the was cheaper probably to, right. buy, to buy that property. Exactly, and it forced out a lot of predominantly Hispanic families yeah. families out of that area. And for a long time, there's been a huge like disconnect of. Um, people in that area being Dodgers fans versus not. And but that, I mean, I feel like that the, the, the new stadium, or the Dodger stadium was built a while ago. Yeah. And, but and it, I mean, how it's taken quite a while in order for that neighborhood to kind of find peace. Yeah, in oh, it. no, no, no. I know. I'm, I'm just saying that like, the gentrification in, in Echo Park, I think started definitely Oof, after absolutely. Dodger stadium. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I was going to say that with, when it comes to stadiums and, and we'll wrap up right here, cause I know we're running a little long, but, uh, it doesn't always do what they say. Like I'm, I wouldn't be too either worried or hopeful for for an, a stadium to have that impact. I don't know. Maybe it's because growing up in Oakland, like they they built the Coliseum and Oracle Arena in a in a you know lower income area, and it didn't really change much. I mean, people will go to the game, watch the game, and then leave. I mean, it, that's also because Bart's right there, so they can just yeah. But that's any any stadium you want to have mass transit to. Yeah, yeah. I guess. they're gonna make transit. They're there. gonna yeah. yeah. But yeah, but I think the. And uh, I don't know. I just think there's a big difference because it being LA is a big deal. Yeah. I think more mm. so than LA is not a sports town. I don't think if, if you it win, was, it, it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't a sports town. But now we have two basketball teams, two football, two teams. football teams. Yeah, two a hockey, hockey teams. Team. No, I, I mean, a football team, like NBA like a soccer team. football team that yeah. people actually care about. Los like, Angeles Sparks. Anybody? I think. I just think that, that money uh, thing. If the, there's money in it. 
yeah. LA wants to totally, be about. Yeah, totally. All right, so uh, let's, anyway, let's, let's wrap it up. Yeah, please. Um, that was good. We <laughs> got some good tips. Please. Thank you, Kelly. Go Chargers. Very much. Uh, <laughs> let's <laughs> let's go into our hot pocket, cold pocket. Hot pocket, cold, cold pocket. pocket. Oh, right. it's so hot. Who's got? Who's got stuff? Patello. I have a cold pocket, but it's gonna get real. Do it. It's gonna get real, real. This is the '86 <laughs> No Filter okay. podcast. Okay, do it. We <laughs> so know. Relax. So uh, this cold pocket did not happen to me actually, uh, but I want to give attention to it because we were both there. We were both there, and there. it's a common. Oh, Sam was there too. Yeah. Uh, it's a common problem. It's a common thing that happens a lot. I wasn't. Um, I wasn't there. I wasn't invited. Sorry, bro. We were at work. We so. were at work. <laughs> um, so a server that we work with um, the other night had that kind of classic. Uh, yeah, bro. I got a picture, bro. Um, had that kind of classic uh, scenario where she had a table everything went great she got along we were talking about this earlier Uh, she thought everything went great Uh, she gave them great service she thought they liked them she thought she had a connection and they left and they tipped her zero on a pretty substantial check about a hundred bucks a little less than a hundred bucks but they left a note so in LA, and I think this is going to spread to a lot of different places with the raising minimum wage. We talk about this a lot. Is uh, a lot of restaurants are adding a surcharge, right? So that doesn't go to your server; it goes to the restaurant. A lot of times, people do that, or restaurants do that instead of uh, raising the prices, raising the, the menu. menu prices, or laying people off, or whatever. So the place we work has this. Um, so they left her a note. And the note said, "Sorry, waitress, you pissed me off with that surcharge. Boo, management." And they tipped her zero. Oh, uh, I think they added a, a fuck this or a fuck you. Yeah. Wasn't there oh, that's true. They, yeah. sur- they right. I'm staring at it. Uh, they circled the surcharge and they wrote fuck off. Oh, um, yeah. Feel free to look at that picture, Kelly. So super fucking cold pocket because that's cold. fucking horseshit. Uh, also, the this fact is a that, family restaurant. Family restaurant. But the fact that they acknowledged that it was management that it was that has no yeah. the server has zero say over that except for anybody her. listening that's not in the industry buckle the fuck up because this surcharge thing is coming for you <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're right. gonna have to fucking deal with yeah, it yeah we'll see and i don't i mean i think it is coming but i, I think don't think that, it's gonna last i think uh, yeah, yeah i think, I think, totally it's, a, I think it's a restaurant trend to kind of no they're trying they're well, you think it's, think, a, think it's, it's a, a way no yeah it's a way for them to combat the minimum wage thing trying to emulate what like hotels and stuff do but it's not. It's not gonna last. They're, it's I not. Think they're trying to. They're trying to make it a thing. They're trying to they're, make it a know, thing, but it's not. Yeah, they talk about. They talk about how it's like we're going along with the flow. Like this yeah, is. Yeah, and, and I like, think it. Well, it may it may be like that in some other states, but I think especially in California with how strict the labor laws and stuff. Like if you're gonna call it a surcharge and imply that it's like a service charge, then it needs to go to the staff if you're gonna do that. So we'll. I mean, we'll see what's gonna happen. Yeah. But legally, there's. It's it's just right now it's in the legal gray area and that's where they're able to do that. I think it's totally gonna stay. I, I know at our restaurant they no, talk about how it's like it's the oh. same as when you like we talk about the same as when you buy tickets for a concert it's online. Not the same. same as you buy. Well, for, I l- it's I'll, not the same. Well, what I was gonna say even is I in, love even in terminology because we call it a surcharge. It's a difference in terminology. It's not a difference in function. In in everything everything matters in terms of legality. They well, it's legal right now. So it is legal. Yeah, it's it's in it's not illegal. It's in a gray area. They just did a, they literally were just in, they just are did it. a lawsuit about it and like the surcharge won. Like the I, person that tried to sue about it didn't win. I just Well, it, they they defined the terminology you have to use when putting in a surcharge. Right. Right. 
But, but yeah, the language matters in how you yeah. describe it to the guest. Yeah. So it's legal to have it, but I agree it's in this gray area of I think it's going to need to get more specific yeah, or need more, to go away. Yeah, exactly. I just that's, don't like that's, that's what I mean. Is there's it's still But I don't see how it's going to go away because the restaurants need it. I mean, they, well, just they, they, raise they just raise the prices, which is what they've been doing well, for since the dawn of time. Started. When you yeah. raise the price, Sorry. you don't make as much money, is what I think. If you have a, you you what, you raise it by like 50 cents or something? What if they don't, don't get that? Yeah. Well, no, no but like, I mean, like, I, what, what I if think they that don't get is, that item? I, I think, well, I think that that speaks to the, why people have such a reaction against it, because even if you have stuff about it, like saying uh, like 4%, like people don't know what that is when they see on their check. They're like, hey, you owe us two dollars and fifty cents yeah. more than than, than what we what you, yeah. Yeah. than what you were than what every like then people are like, wait, what the hell? I mean, I don't obviously yeah. that guest reaction is is garbage, and it's like, hey, you charge us four percent more, so I'm not going to give you fifteen yeah. percent more. Fuck like off. that doesn't make yeah. any sense. Um, but I think that it, I I eat out fairly. I mean, I don't go to like a lot of sit down places, but honestly, I don't think I've ever come across a surcharge. Same. I, oh. and, so I and, I, and I go to like, I mean, not to like sound frou-frou, but when I go out to eat and I spend money, like I usually go, I'm going to like a nice place. And, you and, sound and there's been a few times where there's been a service charge, a, a rare few times, but not really. And and the the couple times that I have come across a service charge, I ask, you know, the servers too, like, one time it actually did go to tip pool. There was like a part of the tip mm. that they add in and mm-hmm. then you can tip on top of that. Mm-hmm. It's not that much. It goes to like busters. Everybody's server gets a little bit. And then the other place was like ours where it's like it, it was going towards just kind of like covering overall of the business. And yeah. stuff. I just don't like the, I don't know. That's a whole, that's a whole nother thing. We can Super cool. Somebody got, you, you got another one too? I don't know. Else? I don't got one. No, anybody mm-hmm. in a hot pocket? I, mean, good I, think that I, I have Kelly? a, I have a cold pocket. Hey, well, I don't know. It's kind of like a mm, hot and cold. Maybe lukewarm. Okay, so I have uh, these regulars at this place that I've been working at, um, and they come in. We throw them the neighborhood discount. I usually grab them a couple of beers for free, and they tip the standard twenty percent no matter what discount I give them. And at a pizza place, if they stay late, like we have to toss some of our extra pizza, so I'm like, ah, oh, go home with this, whatever. Always standard twenty percent. Whereas, uh. And they're like, you know, Kelly, like, oh, we're your favorite regulars, right? And I go, sure. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> whatever you Whereas, say. And yeah. they're like probably in their like mid to late 30s in like some aspect of the film or music industry. And then I have these uh, kids that, you know, about to turn 22, like yeah. a little over 21. <laughs> they grew up in Echo Park. You know, they're like very much like the skater kids. They're very neighborhood guys, and they love that we have pitchers of beer, and they come <laughs> to play games, and they're so uh, precious. They're like, they're like, oh, these are our names. I'm like, I'm not going to remember that. They're like, well, do you want to know us by our street names? And I was like, well, obviously. <laughs> um, like one's Skater Eddie and one's Polar Bear, and I'm like, I just love oh you guys God. so much. <laughs> oh yeah, my they're God. my sweet angels. And they tip the bill pretty much every time that they go out and um you know they're so friendly and so young so it's like it was a little bit of hot and cold of just like the cold like you know when you're regulars like you kind of the tip is a little bit of an investment but if you're tipping 20 percent you know like you're you're doing your minimum and i i appreciate i think part of that is a generational thing too because uh, I, I feel like a lot of older people are still more conditioned to tipping like 15 to 18%. And they're like, yeah, it's really 20%. Here you go. You're doing yeah, great. Yeah. Which, We're doing you a favor. Which again, like you said, is, is good. I'll take it. Thank you. But don't, don't expect to be, yeah. Like when you're not my bro, if you're 
you're tipping me 20 yeah, percent like yeah i got 20 percent from the people that i gave normal service to that might not ever come back here again earlier in my night right. so if you yeah. want to be treated like a regular exactly and they pay coming for every time yeah. and you're trying to get if you are yeah if you are a regular this is just a little tip a uh, little like rule of thumb that i i've gone by um if you are a regular and you are at a place and you get free drinks tip at least half of what those drinks would cost. Yeah, what the bill would have if been. If you get, you know, two beers on the house and, you know, it's 15 bucks, let's say, then you add, just for those two beers, not necessarily everything else that you bought, you add 750 to that bill mm-hmm. or that tip because that shows the bartenders that, like, I mean, because it's a quid pro quo, ultimately. It's like, hey, I hook you up, you hook me up, I get more money to pay rent, you get fr- cheap booze, not free. This isn't free booze. This is cheap booze. Discounted. Um, yeah. So just like, d- just do that. And, and I'm like, cause otherwise if, if I hook, if I'm at a, if I'm bartending, I think we've talked about this. If I'm bartending and I give you a free drink and then I do not see that reflected in my tip, I'm not going to be mad at you. I'm just, you're not going to get a free drink ever again. Yeah. yeah. I feel lost you. out. And that's, and then ultimately that hurts you. All right. Let's uh, hit the mailbox. We got oh, right. some mail this week. Yeah. Uh, the cool thing about the mailbox now is I actually just installed one of those mail slips in the door. Oh, so it's been, go it's been sitting oh. there this whole time. Oh, yeah. that's, yeah, that's, I, that's I don't know what why I look towards the door. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody is. <laughs> okay. I, I can go grab it. Yeah. Though. Why don't you grab that really quickly and got it. Oh, excellent. Um, does someone else want to read it? Yeah, I'll read it my, for you. I know you're not. I know you're not. You don't know how to read. All right. So this says, hello, all. I'm really enjoying the podcast so far, but I was just wondering if you have found that it has, that it has caused any friction where you worked. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is from Conflict Avoider in California. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Good question. Uh, good question. Thanks for listening. Um and let's give this conflict. to uh, Botello since he's been gone the entire time that our podcast has <laughs> Yeah, been. so for the past five so weeks, have you felt any conflict at work? <laughs> you know, weirdly, no. Um, I mean, I, I don't know. I'd say for the most part, no. Um, I think people get what's going on. Yeah, I, I think really the place, at least the place where you work, people are pretty supportive. We've had a lot of people, almost all, like the great majority of our guests have been people that either work with us now or like Kelly uh, worked with us at one time. So not really. I will say, (laughs) I guess the only conflict uh, that I personally have had with the podcast is like sort of playful, but like there's, there's truth in every jest said Shakespeare. Um, Get out of here. So (laughs) (laughs) I get it. You can read. Uh, So the girl that I'm currently seeing, we work with. Um, (laughs) So she was like, she sort of in a joking way was like, Oh, I want to be on the podcast, but she doesn't have a ton of, Restaurant experience. She's gonna get so. <laughs> mad. <laughs> she just doesn't just have a digging ton. that hole. My she dude. doesn't have a ton of experience. That's just the truth. And so, I kind of nonchalantly said that, and it didn't go over very well. <laughs> oh, no. And she was like, "Well, because uh, then someone else that we know that we don't work with, who's very close to her." Uh, her sister <laughs> was like, as a joke, was like, I want to be on the podcast. And I wasn't thinking, I was like, yeah, we'd love to have you on podcast. And she was like, oh, <laughs> really? Oh, <laughs> so, God. Again, I'm just digging, digging holes over My here. Does Sabrina Stanley have, Yelnats over does here. Does Sabrina work in a restaurant? No. <laughs> She's an editor. <laughs> She's an editor. <laughs> but I was like, but you're like, yeah, totally. Like, yeah, sure. Yeah, like, why yeah, not? Talk about um, yeah, so that caused a little oh, bit of a dust dumb. up. Anybody um, else saying you got something? Uh, not really, no. I, uh, I think people, uh, honestly, yeah, like saying the supportive people are like, want to be, you know, uh, involved, which I think is really cool. I think that trying to find, um, 
just unique perspectives is, is definitely, you know, like I, I, I'm a big fan of a lot of people. Most people we work with, uh, you know, we talked about that, you know, we, we pretty lucky where we work at that we, there aren't really at this point that I can think of like any bad apples, anyone where I'm mm-hmm. like, God, they're here. Um, so yeah, I mean, honestly, you know, there's, uh, it's, I'm more a little worried about like, trying to please everybody i don't know that they're my significant other who we work with i i i'm actually like i'm really interested in having her on uh, so we could talk about (laughs) like just like and and talk about like i don't know i guess like workplace you know romances and stuff because i know we have a lot of different opinions and like that's good for podcasts conflict um but yeah i'm like uh i'm worried that i would get too like I, w- I want to get too into the drama and then like maybe that's not actually a healthy thing to do for yeah, the relationship. Yeah. So. I al- I'm here for it. I also think that... Uh, you got to make sacrifices for the show. Yeah, yeah. That going along the lines of um, people being so supportive of us at work that in just in general, we work with a lot of people that are trying to do their own stuff, like whether it's mm-hmm. acting, writing, directing, editing and stuff like that. So anytime that someone is doing something, like everyone's all about it. Yeah, that's true. It's a very supportive uh, environment. I mean, yeah. I, we've, I've I never we've been t- in an environment that's so supportive. Yeah, we touched really on this nice. I think at different times at the yeah. place we work in because it's fairly small too. We don't really have a very large staff, so it really is. We're we're pretty close knit. Like it's a family. Pretty, pretty much like yeah. a family. Yeah, and you don't always get along with your family all the time. So you don't. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I haven't really <laughs> experienced much friction. Uh, we also haven't really talked that much shit, but yeah. I've gotten I've definitely gotten jokes from like some of our. Some of our bosses, mm, really? ex bosses. I've, th- I've had a good cover, a good little yeah. text chat with one of our um, ex managers who, who, who took it in very good jest, but he knew I was talking about him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of our, uh, I mean, one of our bosses now, we have joked about him. Like, he's like, I, I can't, I can't listen to the show because you guys are just talking shit about me. And I, my thing is like, not really. Like, no. and, and especially really me too. I feel like I'm usually the manager apologist who's like, sure. well, look, they got, they, they still got to do their job. And like, we may disagree, blah, 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 blah. But also p- other part of me is like, yeah, just don't listen. I would just rather just <laughs> avoid like, you, have that, you don't have to worry about yeah, it. Yeah. At some point, you know, when I'm not there anymore. Sure. But <laughs> for now, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Thank Good you question. Very much. Thank you for that. What Thanks con- for sending conflict it Conflict avoider. Conflict avoider in California. Definitely, uh, really definitely send for us. That alliteration. I mean, just to reiterate, I mean, we we always welcome any sort of um, correspondence or anything with listeners, and it doesn't have to be questions. Feel free to just send us a story. Yeah. And we'll read your story and or we'll talk feedback. about it. Or comments. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. You guys suck. We'll yeah. We'll talk about <laughs> it. I, I, figure I, it out. Break it yeah, down. Mean mean. We'll tweets. find the bad apple. Yeah. You can find us. You know, on Instagram. You can hit us at our Gmail eighty six no filter pod. Uh, we yeah we always want to hear from you guys so before we get out of here we got one more thing we're going to do our cardinal sin Noki of wisdom uh, just one more thing to kind of take away from yeah. uh, everything we've been talking about yeah, yeah. so Kelly if you were going to give a little nugget to someone about something we talked about today or just in general about the industry obviously with your vast knowledge and many many years and many many hats um, what would it be what do you think I think my biggest, um, I guess, cardinal sin uh, would be uh, you give the authority to someone else over your own emotions if they overcome you. If mm, mm. if you're getting upset about a bad tip or if you're getting upset about a, uh, a manager interaction, a co-staff interaction, you're the one giving authority to that person to have control over you getting a day ruined. Right. And so uh, just know that you're in control and you're like 
no one deserves to have that authority over you. Sure. You is strong. Cool. You is impotent. Word. Like that. You is strong. Right. You is smart. You is important. Come on, Batella. <laughs> What All is right. that from? Okay. The help. Anyways, oh. great <laughs> episode, guys. <laughs> good job. A little tangenty, but that's okay. No, that's I thought it was good. I like that's that. What, yeah. That's what we do. Yeah. Um, Kelly, do you want? Is there anything you'd like to plug, share with our listeners? Where can we find memes? Oh, uh, I mean, yeah, you can follow me on Instagram if you want. Uh, I only post memes and pictures of my cats. They're really, they're true. hilarious yeah. memes, though. They're, they're top. Yeah, and top, pretty funny top cats too. Yeah. What's that? They're What's that great. Instagram handle? Uh, I'm uh, the Kelly Moore, K E L L Y E M O O R E, the T H E. The that was before Kelly Moore. Kelly yeah, Moore. you know, right. don't get it twisted. The, the Ohio Kelly Moore State. University. <laughs> yeah, and I spell my name Kelly K E L L Y E. Kelly, yeah, That's right. just Kelly, yeah, baby. Thanks, parents. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so that's going to do it for us for another episode. Uh, really quick again, we want to shout out to all our supporters, everyone who's helped us make it this far, everybody who's been listening to us and hitting us with some good feedback and also bad feedback and also no feedback. We appreciate <laughs> <laughs> all of y'all. All um, of your levels of feedback. Yes. want to give a shout out once again to Sure for hooking it up with these microphones. Thank you very much. Yeah, want to give a shout you. out to my dad. He Gussie just had Miller, his baby. birthday. Gussie Happy Miller, birthday. Happy B-Day. Thank you for supporting us. And uh, Evian. Yeah, and yeah. Water. of course. Uh, <laughs> water so in general. We'll be back again next week, of course, with another episode. We've got another great guest coming in here. I don't know why I keep doing that. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's going to do it for us. My name is Nate Miller. My name is Kyle Metz. Sam Weiner out. And very good to be back, Daniel Patello. Right. Thanks for listening. That's going to do it for us. Take care, guys. Thank you.